In honor of the top 75 NBA players of all time, I'd like to dedicate a song today. Uh, Jordan, feel free to join in if you know the words. 75 bottles of beer on the wall. 75 bottles of beer. You take one down, you pass it around. 75 bottles of beer on the wall. That one goes up to entry number one, Kareem Abdul Jabbar, the offensive scoring leader. Okay, 75. I don't know that one. I'm kidding, Jordan. I'm kidding. Relax. Relax. Just have some fun. Welcome to everybody. Big Dog Ball Talk. I'm here with Matt Eichel and Jordan Legal. Jordan, how's it going today? Uh, your intros are getting better and better. I, you never know what to expect. Oh, yeah. It's my day every time. Keep you on your but, toes, man. Then you'll be a real 6 one <laughs> No, but uh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, getting in the Halloween spirit a little bit today. Just booked a... Uh, Annie and I just got our tickets, um, my girlfriend Annie, uh, to a, like live band at the top in the top of a barn on the saturday right before halloween oh yeah they're gonna be dressed up it's gonna be uh it's gonna be a, a barn burner it's gonna be great it's gonna I, hope be it doesn't, I hope it isn't a barn burner well you know once i'm gone i don't care what happens yeah you know? true true Last party started but true. uh Bam. and uh and so so yeah and uh yeah Hopefully feeling very halloween, halloween costume. Costume. Uh, i will be wearing a great halloween costume Matt. you don't have to worry I'm glad, glad to hear that because, uh, yeah, you definitely worry me with some of these outfit choices that you, you've had over the past. Um, yeah, we'll, maybe, maybe we'll get, we might get more into that on our uh, our Halloween special on the uh, on the Friday. It's going to be a spooky time. Yeah. Oh, spooky yeah. podcast. I'm scared. Uh, I'm scared. Yeah, but everybody, uh, thanks for joining us on this uh, special Wednesday edition of Big Dog Ball Talk. Uh, we're definitely going to be trying to get you guys some of these one-offs, uh, you know, maybe once a month at least, uh, you know, just to sprinkle it in there for you guys, a little bit of a treat. A little. That's almost like when you go trick-or-treating. You hop into your uh, your your favorite mm-hmm. streaming, favorite podcast uh, streaming place, and, uh, you know, then it's like, oh, trick-or-treat, here's Matt and Jordan. Uh, and we don't have to smell your feet because we're giving you a freaking Charleston chew. What else could you want? Uh, but to start off, so we're talking about, of course, the NBA 75th over, uh, anniversary team where they, uh, they released the team, which I thought it was interesting. They released it so early, uh, yeah. first off, but for anyone who doesn't know for whatever reason, or just doesn't understand, uh, the NBA 75th anniversary. So they're naming the top 75 players to ever uh, play within the NBA. Uh, they did this, uh, 25 years ago with the, uh, NBA 50th, uh, anniversary. Uh, and that was a, you know, a pretty interesting thing. So I had always been wondering if they were going to do that for like the hundredth anniversary of the NBA. Uh, so it's kind of interesting that we get to see it for the 75th. Yeah. As far no, as I, yeah. I didn't do 25th. No, I don't think so. Probably uh, enough talent to do it at that point. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been all white guys, which would have been criminal. Um, so yeah. yeah, no, the, it was cool. Cause I always, kind of i've seen the old footage of the 50th anniversary team when they come out at halftime they get the huge jackets um and uh yeah it was kind of just like a a, this kind of definitive list of legends that i looked back on when i was first getting into basketball and uh it's it's cool to to have it you know added and sort of yeah added up to the 75 now because there's a lot to talk about and it's i feel like from that point like i think it was the 96 season where they gave out the the, the 50th anniversary team or around there somewhere mid- uh, when they, when they did the 50th team. And I think it, it feels to me as a fan since then, up until now is like my like prime kind of window of where, you know, knowledge of the game. And I know pretty much all the big players that played within that time. So it's, 
uh, I'm really excited to, to talk about it and uh, get your thoughts on, on the team. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's interesting again, and, and uh, you know, we'll get into, uh, there's a lot of discussion and a lot of, you know, you could even say controversy around the list. Um, yeah. Cause uh, I mean, for anyone who doesn't know or didn't realize uh, every single member that was on the top 50 carry back over. So essentially the unveiling was just to see who the new 25 players were, uh, which yeah. is pretty crazy because again, even some of like the, you know, the people that were borderline uh, members like uh, in the 96, I mean like Reggie Miller who made it this year, wasn't on the original 50, but he was right. That was still his era when they, they yeah. released that list. So it's kind of interesting that, you know, the, some of those guys end up, you know, getting the, getting the nod later on um, once their career has kind of uh, hit that. Uh, what am I looking for? It's age, like fine wine, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. Got that evergreen feel now uh, they become legends essentially. Yeah. Uh, and you know, it's, it's a good thing to see some of that, but then we come into these guys who currently are kind of sitting in where Reggie Miller was 25 years ago, where they put up uh, you know, hall of fame status careers and now they're finding their way left off. So, uh, I mean, to start this off, I, I, I'd love to get your take, Jordan. What do you think about the NBA keeping all 50 of the original uh, members of the top 50 team on? Because there's definitely some players on there that, you know, they deserve it full well and good, but you know, the numbers don't, they aren't, they, they pale in comparison to some of the players now. Not that there's a lot of tape on some of these guys, obviously just due to the, you know, technological constructs back then yeah. uh, and constraints, but uh, you know, it, there's definitely a skill gap and I don't think yeah. anybody can really uh, ignore that. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I'm, I'm happy to have that conversation about it for sure. I, I think it's just, for me, I'm personally happy they just kept everyone who was on mm -hmm. the team. And I just wish they had came out and sort of said that. And I'm a little unclear if that kind of happened by accident. Like if all the voters just happened to leave all those guys on out of respect and then, mm -hmm. or if they like set out to do it because it wasn't part of like the announcement. We were, we weren't sure um, if the list was going to definitely hundred percent include all those 50 guys. Mm -hmm. um, so I wish they had just come out, like you said, and just, said we're keeping the 50 and we're adding 25 to it because uh, that would have made it a lot easier to kind of conceptualize things and uh and 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 sort of yeah like you're saying deal with that skill gap because there is like these guys like lenny wilkins is on the uh, is on this from the original 50 and is on this team as well and i only even know him as a coach and he was yep. a really good coach in the nba but i didn't know he had that distinguished of a playing career mm -hmm. um, i'm sure he deserved it um you know i'd have to uh take a look at his b-ball reference page to to really see like what his stats were like but you know when it comes to those guys especially guys whose you know tape is still in black and white um yep. it, it's hard to know as you know as young as we are in comparison to you know, people who, who watched them back then, like what impact they had, how exciting they were, like stats don't tell the whole story. And so that's why for me, I just, I'm glad that the 50 stayed the 50. It would have been kind of awkward if a few guys were like taken off now all these years later after they've been retired. Like uh, if you made the 50th team, I think you should be, you know, you should be on that list. You should be locked there. Cause uh, you know, you got to stay true to the time too. Like if you made it back then, yeah. You were the top 50 back then. So you got to honor the history of the league. And uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm happy they all stayed on and uh, we'll, we'll get to our snubs and, you know, who, who we think could kind of replace guys on there. But um, it's just hard for me to, to go back to those really old, older guys and make a judgment call on them. Yeah. Well, and, and I definitely agree with you on that. I mean, uh, obviously, as I, as I said before, uh, like I'm, I won't be a stranger to the fact that these guys, 
aren't better. They weren't better athletes. They weren't better players in any regard, essentially. I mean, obviously there are some guys that back then would still be stars now. I'm not saying yeah. that, um, but you know, it, it's definitely not comparable, but in the grand scheme of things, people, I think also, this is a big thing that they forget. Uh, you know, the reason that the, we as, you know, basketball media or even just fans in general, uh, they should appreciate the culture and, uh, you know, the, the, the work that these, these athletes put in, in the, you know, the, the grassroots days of the NBA and basketball in general to kind of get yeah. it to where it is now. Cause you know, without, you know, the, the, these these older guys you've probably never even heard of like a Dave Debouchier or uh yeah. you know like a, so I, I guarantee some people didn't know like you know Kevin McHale was a player I mean that's yeah. like in the 80s that you're talking about now yeah. um, so I mean it, it, there's a lot of these these guys who really were trailblazers uh, in their own rights in their own regard uh that shaped the game both how it's played both how it's broadcasted and looked at uh and really just put basketball on the map so uh you know I'll never take that for granted and I'll never, uh, you know, uh, disrespect any of the legends that came before my era. Cause again, I'm sure if I, as I've said before, my mind is kind of wired like it's in the seventies. So I'm sure if I yeah. did, if I lived in the seventies, I probably would have been like, like if I had a podcast now, I probably would be like going through the streets, just handing out flyers to get my opinion out. Like I'd be going nuts. <laughs> I'd be loving it. Um, uh, or maybe I'd be like the inverse. Maybe I'd be like, why don't they shoot the, the default ball, the ball from farther away? That's yeah, a better yeah, yeah. efficiency. <laughs> <laughs> no three point line yet, but I want it. I'll be the trailblazer. Or or uh, you'd be harkening back, you'd be like, they should be still using peach baskets. I don't know what that is. I wish they had the referee. Joey, I wish they had the friend, referee with the overalls on. My friend Joey Carruthers is related to uh James <laughs> Naismith. He uh, I knew him, man. He should he should be repping it repping every game. Yeah. He should you'd, have been. Uh, you'd be harking back to the old days. <laughs> yeah. But um but yeah, you know, it, but, it, it, it's a, it's been a, a crazy time, uh, but yeah, I, I agree with you though. It would have been very awkward, like more than anything, and it would have probably caused more controversy than these guys currently being snubbed. Than yeah, have yeah, some yeah. of these guys be told, "Eh, uh, yeah, you were good for those fifty, <laughs> but this past twenty five years, there's been some hoopers, there's been yeah, some good yeah. ballers." So that's, I got sorry, thing. man. That's the thing. When you start taking them off in favor for newer guys, I feel like it's just a slippery slope. You're going to be like, oh, well, actually, Carmelo is better than him. Because in reality, they, they are better. They're more skilled. They're more yeah. athletic. They're more better in every aspect of the game. But, you, you know, it, there's more to that um, than just sort of the raw sort of eye test and the numbers and everything. So, yeah, I'm glad they, they, they uh, just kept all those guys. And honestly, like – the. I might be alone here or maybe, maybe, you know, we obviously want to talk about it, but mm -hmm. my biggest reaction to the whole list um, is that they mostly got it right. Like yeah. I, I was not really, I don't think there were any like egregious snubs and we'll go through all the snubs, of course. And I think there were some that you can make arguments for. Um, but I think mostly it, they got it right. And the guys that didn't make the cut, I can kind of see why they didn't. Uh, it's not to fully justify them not making it, but like I can see the reasoning as to yep. why they didn't make it. So like I that might be my most controversial opinion of the pods that they uh, I think pretty much they 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 did the right thing here. No, I agree. I again like the the for the snubs like there's only a handful of people you can really like genuinely put in there like uh and again we'll get to all that very shortly uh, i feel like we're really teasing everybody right now. yeah we're, we're, we're making it wait come on putting it in your mouth and taking it right out uh it's still halloween uh, wiggins 
Yeah. Wig, I mean that that was that one kind of that one did burn me a little bit, but he he's young. He'll get there. He'll be in yeah. the NBA. He'll be in the, the NBA 100 team. Top. Yeah, he will. <laughs> he'll make it. I mean, they can't ignore a, a future uh, Finals MVP. Uh, no, but yeah, it, to be yeah back on a, I mean I mean I, I was serious about Wiggins. You weren't. But back on a serious note. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be a. Uh, it, it, I I I kind of like the way that they did the voting system too. Like I don't know if you saw the panel, but it was kind of split up between former players or current players as well as media yep. members. Uh, so it's not just you know because I I do like if you look at some of the stuff like players evaluate players so much differently than the media. I don't yeah. think that necessarily that's like I think sometimes they have points like in both sides have points and that are good and are bad. Because uh, I think sometimes players. It's more like players are like that guy that you play like a fantasy sports league with where it's like, oh, he was so good like three years ago. He yeah. still got it. He's still – oh, yeah, he's still – like he's well, a legend. So it's like that's the only thing you have to say of why he's good. Whereas the media well, is like, yeah. okay, well, that was three years ago. But the media also looks way too far into like, you know, stats and what highlights yeah. and stuff. And then like there's guys who are really like balling out on the court, but you just don't see it because it they don't do the stuff that shows up in the stat line. Well, that that's, brings up like – one of the most interesting interesting for me the most interesting parts of this even more than the whole Dwight Howard conversation which which we'll get to um is the whole Kyrie argument like Andre Iguodala tweeted what Kyrie's not 75 of all time oh yeah he's top 20 all time um and Kevin Durant Kevin Durant like either retweeted or responded like saying like yeah he should be on the list and I'm like Kyrie Irving is not a top 75 player of all time I don't even consider him um uh, a snub pretty much at all I didn't even consider him for snubs like he played with LeBron and when he did he was very successful he was a great shot maker um, but like like what you're saying how the players kind of see things differently Kyrie's one of the most skilled players I've ever seen like he he has one of the tightest handles he makes the most highest degree of difficulty shots around the basket mm-hmm. he's a great shooter almost no weaknesses offensively um, so like the, it's kind of what players usually call like hoopers, like guys who have just, uh, you know, have this incredible level of like baseline skill, um, who, who do like spectacular things on the court. But when I actually look at Kyrie's resume, start to finish, he started his career on horrible Cavs teams. Oh, yeah. and, uh, you know, he, he, he didn't have great teammates and I'll grant him that, but we've seen other rookies and young players kind of elevate teams way more than he did. His, his those teams were terrible. Sure, um, yeah. And then obviously when LeBron comes back, he plays great. But then as soon as LeBron left again, he's not been able to show that he can be the best guy on a team that actually wins. Um, and not to mention, you know, I'm not even going to get into all the off-court stuff that has prevented him from playing and kind of yeah. soured some relationships. But uh, I just think, you know, you have to take everything to account. Um, and I think players sometimes, uh, you know, in my opinion here from the sidelines, uh, as a guy who never played any high-level basketball, but hey, you were close. Uh, I, I, I was close. I was very, very close. <laughs> But uh, I think sometimes uh, players take that like sort of skill or like kind of like, you know, Cooperness mm. uh, a little bit too far. Like you actually have to, you have to be able to win. We play, they play the game to win. And I think someone like Kyrie is a good example of that. As I, I as much as I acknowledge, uh, like I said, he's maybe one of the most skilled guards I've ever seen, like in my life. Like I think skill wise, he's up there with like Steph Curry. Uh, oh yeah. Those two are like two of the most skilled point guards I've ever seen. Yeah. But uh, you got to have the complete package and be able to, you know, be a leader if that's what your you know responsibilities on the team and, you know, uh, get other guys involved and play defense for God's sake. So 
I don't know how you feel about Kyrie, but that, that was a really interesting dynamic. Well, see, I'd love to get into that one because I actually have him written down. I, I have I had five like I wanted to go to for sure. And then I had four extras essentially just kind of kicking around. Uh, yeah. But I had written down particularly. Uh, and I, and there was a couple I left off that like I am. Mean, I'm sure you'll we'll, we'll touch on them. But uh, with Kyrie, I do think. And this is, again, just a little bit more of, uh, you know, foreshadowing. There are some guys on there on the list that he is better than and has a better yeah. career than. That, and not just like I'm not talking about guys from the past there. And there's one in particular that I'm thinking of, a modern era player like past 20 years that he is definitely, I would think, has a better career than and has been proven to be better. Uh, right. I mean, so you look at his resume. I'm on his basketball reference page right now. Uh, and uh, just just because I think this is funny, I've never heard this before. Uh, under his uh, his nicknames, uh, he has Uncle Drew. <laughs> of course, it's a classic. Uncle or Uncle Ankle Taker, which is sick. Uh, Brandon Knight like, Ankle Taker, like Undertaker, right? Yeah. And then there's World Be Flat. <laughs> That's good. I've never heard that. I love that. There's always there's always one basketball reference nickname that you know someone just like came up with themselves. He's never, I've never heard a single person call him that. I mean, it's brilliant. It's perfect yeah. for him, but I've never heard him uh, called that. And actually, you know what, Matt? Uh, I, I I actually want to say like, okay, if I kind of had to really list out my snubs, like I've got a fairly decent list of snubs here. Kyrie would eventually come up. I'm not saying he's like super far off from the yeah, yeah. top 75, but I just, uh, I, I, I just personally wouldn't put him in, there because of all those kind of extra things but but go on uh but yeah his, his resume is again it's, it's impressive but not anything that jumps off the page at you so seven-time all-star three-time all-nba uh he was the all-star game mvp in 2014 uh, obviously won the nba championship in 2016 and he hit arguably one of the biggest shots in nba history yeah. as well to win that yeah. game uh and then of course you know he's an all-rookie team member and he won the rookie of the year in 2012 uh, so again, like he, he has a good resume. Uh, I mean, already, you know, arguably, you know, he might have, but he, he's kind of on that precipice of like an all like a hall of famer type player. So I think that's also kind of a thing, like to be on the 75 list, if you're not like a hundred percent consensus hall of famer, like, again, I'm kind of like hesitant to say he'll make, he would, he right now, if he retired today, which, you know, could even happen. Yeah. Uh, if he retired, would Kyrie Irving be a hall of famer? And I think, I think it'd be tough I, to say, but that's the thing. I, right? I think probably. Yeah. But if you're going to be on the 75, you should be like, hell yeah. Kyrie Irving's a hall of fame. True. You know yeah, I mean? exactly. Yeah. Cause there's, there's, I think he probably would make it. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's just, you know, you have to be really like, you have to be again, it's top 75. There's been thousands and thousands of players that have come through there. So if you really want to be on that list, you got to like knock my socks off and be like clearly a guy who should be on there. But yeah. again, we'll get into that. There's someone who in particular that, again, a modern era player that I want to talk about soon uh, that we'll, we'll get to. Uh, did you have any other points on uh, Kyrie Jordan before we move on? Um, no, no, I, I think I've said enough. Just just last thing I'll say is like it's another kind of another way you can look at it and be like, wait, he should definitely be on this list. Is like yeah. if you look at his points averages uh, throughout his career, he's always, uh, you know, for, for from 2016 onwards, he's averaged about 25 points or more, which is uh, insanely good, especially at his position. And even in his uh, rookie year in 2011-12, he averaged 18.5 points per game. Like, he's always been a hell of a scorer. But, like, I, I don't – I really don't think that tells the whole story with him. Like, I think he's always kind of been a little bit more of a liability on defense than people like to talk about. He's not a horrible defender, but 
Um, and, and there's just sort of other things to his game that I think have prevented him from being like one of the top, top tier point guards in the league, even though he's been in that conversation and he's been there, he's just kind of missing a few elements to his game that, that I think really would have made him a lock for this list. But that's another thing too, is I think some people take into account stats a little bit too much, uh, when, sure. when they make arguments for guys on this list, but, yeah. but there's an argument to be made for sure. You know, uh, I'm not saying, like I said, I'm not saying he's way off. I, I just personally don't think he was, you know, one of my biggest snubs for this. Gotcha. Yeah. And, and that's totally fair. Um, moving on another guy that you, uh, you brought up earlier, and this is kind of like, I would say this is definitely the most common guy to come up in being the biggest snub, uh, of the NBA 75 team. Uh, and that's D12, Dwight Howard, another great basketball reference nickname. Uh, I'll get my uh, Alex Trebek, uh, rest in power, uh, the Daily Double. That's a good nickname, <laughs> Dwight Howard, especially in his prime. That's yeah. A good one. But, uh, yeah, Dwight Howard, eight-time eight All-Star, uh, which if you watch our Monday uh, Monday episode of Big Dog Ball Talk, uh, I actually – I knew that. Good trivia, man, uh, I guess. Uh, two-time block champ, eight-time All-NBA selection. Uh, he was an all rookie selection, five-time rebound champ, 2020 NBA champ, five-time all defensive team and three-time defensive player of the year. Uh, yeah. It's pretty, that again, when I think I said that before with Kyrie's argument, when someone says Dwight Howard, is he a hall of famer? I say, hell yes. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, he, he'll make the, uh, the hall of fame for sure. Um, f- for me, like, I think resume wise, if I didn't know anything about Dwight Howard and I was just looking at his page, mm-hmm. um, I'd be like, Oh my God, this, this is incredible. Like all of his accolades, especially early part of his career in Orlando when he took the magic to the finals um, and was the best player on that team through that whole time. And they were very competitive in a good Eastern conference when the Celtics were good. And even LeBron's Cavs were really good. And uh, you know, the string of all-star appearances, all, all NBA appearances, mm-hmm. Um, the uh, three times defensive player of the year, which I think he may have won back to back to back, unless I'm so. mistaken. But even, um, even the year that uh, I believe Marcus Saul won, he was like second and third. Him and LeBron yeah. both were, you know, they everyone thought it was going to be him because Marcus Saul, not sorry again, everybody, we're kind of going off track, but Marcus Saul wasn't even first team All NBA that year. But he I know it was weird. They're all defensive. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry, yeah. yeah. Sorry, that's what I meant. Yeah. But yes. Yeah, very, that was super weird. Yeah. So, so, uh, so I, uh, I sort of, you know, I completely understand the argument to be made for Dwight based on his resume. Um, but I just want to push back here because I, and I'll be honest, I really hate Dwight Howard. I don't like him at all. I think he's a total fucking idiot. Every time he opens his mouth, I think, wow, I, I really, really hate, there's not that, I think he might be my least favorite player over the past, like, I don't know, 20 years. I uh, just got to get that out there. But in the way I want to kind of push back on his resume is what other center during his time was he competing against? What other dominant big man was there to sort of, uh, you know, in the way kind of Joel Embiid and um, Nikola Jokic kind of battled it out last year. Sure. For who's better? Who was he going up against? Remember for all NBA, uh, there's only one center spot. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. Uh, especially when you, uh, for each team. So like, I, I understand his accolades and I, I do agree. He probably should have made this list, but I think he really was uh, the benefactor of a league that was kind of moving away from the classic big men. Like he came in and started to, you know, really put his stamp on the game as Shaq was declining still in the league, yeah. but nowhere where he was when he was the, uh, the best center and probably best player in the league in the early two thousands. Um, and uh, Yao Ming was playing at that point, but he got hurt and didn't have the career that people uh, you know, thought he would. 
And then it was basically just, it was Dwight. There was a few other centers scattered here and there, but I, I think he really benefited from that. And I don't think if there was more of a kind of deeper talent pool in terms of centers, he would have had the same uh, amount of accolades. That's, sure. that's my only argument. No, and, and I think that that's, again, really fair. Uh, I don't think that, you know, you can take that away from you. I mean, uh, I, I just, uh, you know, pull it up. Thanks. I had a couple of these guys in my head as I was thinking about it, but, you know, it's like Amari Stoudemire, Yao Ming, yeah. were all NBA selections. Uh, you know, Tim Duncan technically played a little bit of center, but he was, uh, you know, a, a mostly a power forward. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, yeah, it was uh, like uh, in 2010, uh, Andrew Bogut was a uh, – yeah. All NBA center, Al Horford, all NBA center, Andrew Bynum and Tyson Chandler in the same yeah. year. So yeah. I think that that's the, you know, what you're saying definitely has some validity uh, and that it is a little bit, you know, inflated that resume. Uh, but something that, you know, I like to do, especially, and this is key for any, you know, young sports journalist, you know, trying to come up and, you know, they're, they're seeing the big dog <laughs> talk podcast and you're like, wow, what a bunch of, what a group of consummate professionals, uh, especially this Matt Akron guy. Uh um, yeah, it, it, but I, I, this is a great this is a great thing to do when you don't have a good flashy stat. You just say, "Okay, well, I'm doing this thing called the eyeball test," <laughs> and you just tell them what you what you've been looking at when you see. Because I think that that's uh, you know you said like in those times those days that he had in Orlando. I mean, uh, one of the like just a freak on the court. Obviously, yeah. he wasn't going to be he, he couldn't shoot worth a lick. Still can't, no. but no. even worse back then. Uh, but yeah, you don't usually see a lot of seven footers or, you know, near seven footers jumping out of the gym like he was. Uh, yeah, he was one of the most athletic, maybe the most athletic in terms of like jumping ability, uh, big man we've ever seen. I think oh, that's pretty sure. safe. One, he was he was absolutely built. So like nobody could guard him down low when he wanted to yeah. spin around you on the post. Like he really didn't have a lot of skill, but no. he had enough that he could, you know, beat you up in the post and he wasn't going to get tired over the course of a game because he was just such a well, like, oiled machine. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, that, that and, and again, I think some of these guys also, it's culture impact, right? Uh, yeah. And it's that, uh, as we said, that, that Hooper tag that uh, some guys get attached. And yeah. again, with Dwight Howard, I think that that's one of those, uh, one of those tags because he's he's been so important to the NBA. He's been a consummate figure uh, within it. And uh, I mean, even, you know, through the ups and downs of his career, uh, he, he's always been solid. I mean, uh, the back surgery that he ended up having uh, that was right when he went to, from uh, to the to the Lakers from uh, Houston, I believe. I think I'm correct on that trajectory. Or was it Orlando? To uh, the Lakers? I think it was Orlando to the Lakers and then the Lakers to Houston. Yeah, yeah that, that sounds right to me. Uh, yeah, that's what it was. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, but anyways, it was before it was right. It was still in Orlando when he had that back surgery, uh, regardless. And it was that last year. And after that, you could tell he kind of lost that explosiveness, uh, cause he'd only been, it was only about eight, nine years into his career. Uh, yeah. but that's when it really started to show, you know, he didn't exactly have that, uh, that post move package. He didn't yeah. have any kind of a fade away. He didn't have like the crazy jump hook. It was a lot of, you know, he was super fast. He could pass. He was an underrated passer. Um, but yeah, he, he couldn't just get his like his entire body above the rim to reject a shot or uh, throw down an alley oop. Then it really, really hindered him. He's still a big yeah. body. He's still athletic enough to you know be an impact player like off the bench or even like a low quality starter. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I do think I, I think you made a really good point though. Like as much as the resume is there, you know, it's it is definitely not quite uh, you know what 
what other players that should be or are included on the 75 uh, list. But uh, all respect in the world to Dwight Howard for his career. Again, one of my favorite players to watch growing up. I really emulated my game after him. You probably could tell. (laughs) Yeah, I could really tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were – you always were above the rim. Oh, yeah. I lived, I lived there, man. They used to call me Skywalker. Yeah, yeah, they did. They did. <laughs> uh, but yeah. moving on uh, to, to another player, I mean, uh, you know, Dwight was, was one of the best. But moving to one of my favorite players, and I think, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's one of yours, Jordan. Uh, I think most Canadian kids, uh, especially if you were around in the 90s when the Raptors first started, uh, Vince Carter. Uh, you yeah. know, he shaped a generation. He molded, uh, you know, the game of basketball within Canada. Him being left off is very interesting to me because, again, he doesn't have as good of a resume of Dw- as Dwight, but he played for so damn long. He was on so many teams. but And I think, you know, just it's, it comes down to, you know, he, he also didn't even win a championship. So I think that no. kind of hurt him a little bit. I mean, just before uh, I get your take, Jordan, so just to rattle off his resume uh, as a snub, eight-time All-Star, two All-NBA appearances, and he was the Rookie of the Year in 1999. So not really, you know, something that really shines or like, you know, pops right out at you. For sure. But, you know, it's he was playing in at a time when there was kind of like he he was one of the new age players that was always being uh, compared to or sort of hailed as the the next Jordan. Like there was uh, Jordan retired, obviously, in um, in in 1998. 1999 uh that range um uh, before he came back and played with the wizards but effectively he he retired um that season and then there was guys like grant hill was in the league kobe was ascending at around that time um and and vince carter and a lot of people thought vince was the guy because he was from north carolina like jordan uh he came in immediately made an impact impact, was like a high flyer and insane in-game dunker just like jordan was early in his career yeah um and then he started out his career uh, with such promise like he got the Raptors who had only been around for five years um, and who were absolute trash before he got there to the playoffs and then uh, in his second or third season or maybe fourth I, I think no third because it was 01 um, took the Raptors to the second round yeah. in a seven game series that the Raptors could have won he took a shot you know famously went to his graduation the yeah. day of game seven against the uh, the Sixers and we then can laugh missed- about it now Okay. <laughs> yeah, we we got redemption uh, against the Sixers in Game Seven, but uh, like he, he he rimmed out that shot, and then the Sixers go on to to go to the finals. They obviously uh, lose to the the Lakers four one, mm-hmm. but uh, like Vince was a third year player and went head to head with Iverson, who was the MVP that season. Um, uh, in that in that seven game series, it was an instant classic series. Like those guys were very evenly matched scoring wise. Yeah, and I think like at that point in both of their careers, if you said you know who would you who would you rather have. Like Vince was taller and he had the, you know, uh, Allen Iverson got a lot of steals, but he still wasn't the as good of a defender as those steals numbers kind of, sure. uh, you know, represent. And Vince was a solid guy on defense. He was really developing a good passing game too. And he had like one of the brightest futures uh, in the league at that point. Like he was literally uh, one of the NBA's biggest stars. Of course, uh, I think the year before that in his second year in the league was the dunk contest, the famous 2000 yeah. dunk contest where he, I, I think is the greatest dunk contest ever uh even including those old jordan and wilkins and dr j uh contest because what about the uh, levine and gordon yeah gordon and levine obviously was uh pretty epic stuff but uh my, my personal favorite for sure was the 2001 uh mm-hmm. it was down in i think san francisco or oakland uh, and 
it was, uh, yeah, it, not only was Vince Carter there, but T-Mac was there as well, who we will also yeah. get to, I'm sure. But uh, Vince Carter just had such an impact. Uh, I, I feel like as Raptors fans, as Canadians, it's always thought through that lens, like he kind of put basketball in, in Canada on the map and got a whole generation of, uh, you know, Canadians who've only really liked hockey up to that point to actually yeah. start liking basketball. But he was a cultural icon for the entire league. Like I think yep. during that, those early days in Toronto, he was like one of the best selling jerseys um, throughout the entire league, like not just in Canada. And um, so like that beginning part of his career was just so, he was so impactful um, and sure. it's hard to overstate that. Um, but then, you know, when, once his kind of time in Toronto started to wind down and that, you know, that, playoff run I talked about was the farthest the Raptors ever got um they didn't even come close to to, to getting there again as um as Vince Carter was there to lead them um and then there was kind of a messy split and he goes to New Jersey and then never really has um great team success again uh he he was really good in New Jersey put up great scoring numbers and he played with Jason Kidd and Richard Jefferson um and and they were a good trio there uh for a bit and then you know he he becomes kind of a journeyman towards the end of his career, goes to Orlando, Phoenix a little bit and Dallas. Um, and then plays just for a ridiculously long time. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and in doing so racks up a whole bunch of um, kind of placements on all time lists, like three pointers made even. And uh, I think he's pretty ranks pretty high on that one and scoring obviously. And um, I, I think f for a guy like that, you, you do kind of have to look past the fact uh, that the back half of, of his career really wasn't that impressive. And you got to kind of put more weight to how important he was. Like, I think for sure he should have made this list. I would argue he was uh, more deserving to be on this list than even Dwight. Um, mm. I, I think he was such an important player um, and just really uh, was a kind of the guy for a whole generation of, of fans. Did he, uh, did he miss the finals run that the Nets had? I thought he was on the team yeah. at that run. No, he, one year, he one, two, one year too early. Well, it, I think the the Nets went back to back finals like oh three, no oh two oh three. Yeah, that would make sense because they lost oh, to the Spurs and they lost to the Lakers or something. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah and so, crazy. so I, I yeah, he just missed that, um, yeah. which wow. sucks because he would have been really good on on those teams like that that yeah. was still a good trio though like when kid had jason kid had richard jefferson and vince carter to run with they were super mm -hmm. exciting but yeah they never got back to the finals yeah but he, he, even so i mean he didn't go to the finals but you know he was a big part of a lot of different playoff teams you know he, yeah, he was. bounced around the league i remember one of the the craziest you know i think that if you watch a buzzer beater happen especially in the playoffs or something you know if you you remember it I remember uh, when he was a member of the Mavericks, he hit this crazy corner three with like a second he left. Faked. He pump faked. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was like, it was similar to that shot you were refer referring to earlier that he missed in Toronto yeah. early in his career. Uh, and he, he nailed it. And the crowd goes crazy in Dallas. They had a, a great, uh, great stadium that day. Uh, but yeah, it was, it, his career is full of highlights. I mean, that's why they, they call, I, I guess he was half man, half amazing, but I mean, you could call yeah. him the, the human highlight reel. I don't think Dominic Wilkins would, you know, be uh, too, uh, don't think he'd be too upset uh, with somebody, you know, putting that nickname on him as well. Uh, but yeah, he, he did everything for the league. I mean, I, I clearly agree. You know, one of the, one of the most influential players of all time, uh, you know, and, and he had one of the longest careers of all time. Uh, yeah. I played, played in, 
uh, I think it's something insane. Uh, like uh, I know he's like up in like the top five of like all time games played. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. With fifteen hundred and forty one. Uh, yeah. So I mean, it's 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 pretty remarkable. And, and it's not like you have to like stretch to make the case. Like he was an eight time All Star. Uh, like he through that yeah. whole like time. It's it's not like we have to like make excuses for his like quote unquote poor resume. Like I know he didn't make a lot of All NBA teams, but like. He he had those he had the stats and he had those accolades when he was like at the peak of his career. I will say all NBA will always you know because it'll always weigh a lot heavier to me in my mind. No, it will. Yeah, I know. Yeah, all stars. You know, you see all these guys. If you can be at one point in time like a top fifteen player in the league, I'll show some respect to you, uh, and that's something that you can always hang your hat on. Uh, Jordan, is there anybody uh, you want to bring up for uh, for snubs? I think I've thrown in a couple here. Is there anyone who we haven't talked about yet that you want to you want to throw their hat in there as uh, someone who possibly could have been on that bubble to to break into the seventy five? Sure, yeah, but how about this? I'm gonna give you my whole list. I'm just gonna run through, and then you pick which one you want to talk about because I want to make sure I mention everyone, but we don't have to get into everyone. Sure, yeah, because I think um, I only have about one other guy that uh, we haven't mentioned quickly, but maybe we'll have uh, we'll have some overlap. I'm sure we will. Yeah, well, I kind of went heavy on the snubs. Just guys came to my mind, and I just I wanted to just show my respect just by saying their name, but we don't have to get into all of them. Sure, but yeah. uh, um, I think Pau Gasol is a kind Ooh. of light, uh, kind of light snub. I, yep. I don't think he's a very bad snub or anything, but I think he deserves some consideration. Sure. Tony Parker also, mm-hmm. um, because I think he was the second most important player on the Spurs, who won five fucking championships and were one of the most dominant. Uh, you know, teams over the past 20 years. I think um, sure. Duncan he, was obviously number one. Yeah, because um, he, he, he was only on, I think, three or two or three of those teams. But yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Obviously, he, was he wasn't there for 99. Um, and I guess even two, 2003. Uh, I'm oh, not... no, yeah. No, he was there in 2000. Yeah, he's four times NBA champion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So so he was there. I think Ginobili wasn't there for 2003. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, but Tony Parker was a finals MVP in one of yep. those. I think it was 07, um, which is, you know, it, it's kind of crazy to leave a, a finals MVP off. Um, obviously, Andre Iguodala, another finals MVP who didn't make this list. Um, but I think that was more of a kind of questionable choice uh, for finals MVP, even though he, he I think he deserved it the way he played in that series in 2015. Um, sure. But uh you know tony parker was like i said the second most important guy from the time he was a, a difference maker on the spurs up until 2014 um it, when uh, they won their last one and you know uh, at that point tim duncan was getting kind of old at, at certain certain points tony parker i thought meant more to the spurs uh, than tim duncan even did even though tim duncan was always the rock and the anchor um derrick rose uh, although i don't think he should have made the list but he's one of only two mvps uh, league MVP student to, to not make the list. The other guy who I also think should have got some consideration was uh, Jokic. Yeah. Um, because like we talked about, I don't think on this pod, but uh, maybe off camera, um, I'm not sure. But uh, when they did the 50th anniversary team, Shaq mm-hmm. made it and it was only his third season. Yeah. And so I think Jokic, uh, who had a dominant season last year and won MVP, has all the signs that he's going to have an incredible career. He's still super young, I believe only 26. Um, and already one of the best passing big men we've ever seen, one of the most unique players we've ever seen. Yeah. And I think uh, he definitely deserves to be on this list if you consider what his career is going to play out like, you know, unless he suffers some crazy injury or has some huge fall off, which I don't see happening. Yep. Um, bit of an 80s throwback, Bernard King. Uh, he oh, was yeah. a really good scorer for yep. the Knicks in the 80s. Uh, one of the most uh, kind of electrifying guys uh, back then in that era. 
Um, the Knicks weren't that good when he played, but he always had great kind of like Christmas Day games. He was a really big part of the, the culture in the, the 80s. Uh, Tracy McGrady, we've touched on him before. Yep. Uh, a guy who really was uh, had a root, like kind of a short run of dominance, but one uh, he was kind of uh, Durant-esque before Durant came in terms yeah. of the scoring dominance. He won so many scoring titles um, in a very short period of time. With, without um, the injuries, he probably would have been one of the best players ever. But like, yeah. I, I, I knew he was going to kind of come up in this, but I, I don't consider him to be even like a Hall of Fame type player, in my opinion. Just because no, no, he's in. He's in. Enough. I know, but even though he's in, I don't – he's not a guy that I would have ever been like, that's a Hall of Famer or someone who I would have casted a vote for. Uh, well, yeah, famously he never made it – famously he never made it to the second round, uh, yeah. a, team, a team that he let – so, you know, he doesn't have the team success either to, to, to back it up. Didn't get past per, uh, first base, Jordan. <laughs> um, uh, Dikembe Mutombo I thought was a bit of a snub too. He yeah, was – I had his name written down there. Like defenders uh, or sort of guys who – whose defensive game is much more impactful and speaks louder than their offensive game are never going to get the same love. Uh, but Kevin Matumbo was one of the best defensive centers we've ever had. And uh, it played for a long time and, you know, was a contributor on a bunch of different teams um, and was uh, dominant defensively for, for a long, long time. Yeah. Um, Grant Hill was another guy who I think kind of like T-Mac, if same, he same. didn't get, if he didn't get, um, injured he would have been he was on track to be one of the best players ever uh, we've seen you know yeah. uh, uh, of his era again like i said before right after kind of uh jordan retired he was such a star when he played for duke i believe he played all four years i uh, could be wrong though um but one of the you know highest looked at prospects coming out of duke uh and really was great when he played for the pistons had great uh scoring averages he could uh rebound he could uh, he could pass the ball he was incredible um and then injuries completely derailed his career he had to come back as just kind of a veteran shooter basically mm -hmm. um, and was never the same he had some you know good seasons on the suns there playing with steve nash but his career was you know basically over in terms of the potential he had uh, at yeah. that point um penny hardaway another guy who had uh, an insane beginning of his career. He yeah. played with Jack. He made the all NBA first team in his second season. Yeah. Uh, and then back to back all NBA first teams. Uh, and that was right when he came into the league, right when Michael Jordan retired for those two years uh, to play baseball. And I would argue in those two years, Penny Hardaway was the most exciting guard to watch in the NBA. He was so young, he was so tall, but he had incredible handles. And him and Shaq made it to the finals. They didn't win. But uh, those two, that that combo uh, had the potential to be one of the best little guy, big guy combos we'd ever seen. Uh, and then, of course, he gets injured. So kind of a running running theme here. Um, but uh, Clay, obviously, was another big snub that people were talking about. Yeah. But I'm a little I'm not quite as kind of gung ho about, you know, tooting that horn uh because as much as i love clay one of my favorite guys uh why wouldn't andre Godala and draymond green get get love for that sort of you know if we're just going by oh he's part of the big warriors dynasty uh you know he should be included on this list uh, it's just hard to say uh, obviously clay is better than iggy and draymond but it's just hard to say what clay would look like on another team like sure. i would want to see that before i could know for sure um so, so why don't but, you rattle off your your last couple guys you got on there let's dive into clay because i yeah, i'm yeah. definitely on the opposite side of that argument okay yeah let's get into it and the last guy i had was bob lanier uh yeah, okay. who's just an old, old, old kind of big guy uh i think he played in 
maybe the seventies or the eighties. I'm not even sure, but uh, I know he played when uh, Kareem uh, was in the league, just another one of those kind of big seven footers who was an impact player when, when, uh, when he did play. And uh, uh, especially going off of what I've heard some legends of the game talk about, it was kind of egregious for them that he didn't make the list. So I wanted to yeah. shout his name out, but uh, yeah, let's, let's get to clay. Let's get to clay. Yeah. I, I also want to throw in just as those last couple snubs, uh, Joe Dumars, uh, yeah, yeah. One of the, uh, an all time great shooting guard with the bad boys, Pistons, the finals MVP in his own right. Uh, yep. As well as Chauncey Billups, another uh, Detroit Piston legend, yeah, uh, in the Finals MVP. Finals MVP as well. Uh, both fantastic shooters, uh, great leaders as well, great versatile uh, two-way defenders on the perimeter, uh, and both you know big, big uh, culture shifters for their team. Uh, yeah. So sure. uh, Detroit Piston fans, I got your back. Uh, <laughs> but so here's the thing with Clay, uh, and this is I think uh, the reason I want to talk with him is because I think this is a perfect way we can bridge into. Uh, the end of this podcast where we start talking about the guys who, uh, you know, with these snubs, who could possibly replace them. Yeah. Uh, so Clay, I think most people, it's consensus is either the second best shooter of all time or the third best shooter of all time. I, I mean, yeah. you could throw in a couple other names uh, above them, depending on your cup of tea or your era, I guess. But I mean, it's pretty hard to argue with it. Um, but so you say so you're comparing him to Draymond and Iggy, but with Clay, it, you know, why he doesn't shouldn't have to prove himself on another team because when he has proven himself on this team, there's no question he's a top 75 player. I mean, they don't call him game six clay for nothing. I mean, without the, the supporting cast playing well, when Draymond was out, when Steph was down in the dumps and hurt or not playing very well, clay always came out and he went off for 40 points. He would shoot from like, like half court. He would be electric and he would be able to keep his team in games no matter what. When he needed to turn it on, he would be the human torch. Uh, and again, with that, we'll, we'll run through the resume real quick. Five-time All-Star, three-time NBA champion, and a two-time All-NBA member. Uh, I, I, again, sure, not the sexiest resume of all time. Uh, but again, you know, being that second fiddle or, again, uh, third option when Durant was uh, on the Warriors. Uh, you know, I, I, I think that kind of hurt his case a little bit, you know, as you were saying with some of these other guys, that he was a huge part of it. But obviously he got, you know, his name was hindered a little bit in those talks. But offensively he's one of the best players that we've ever seen uh, just from shooting the rock itself great leader on and off the court and an exceptional defender as well just something that we've talked about such an underrated player uh, and again we're talking about you know being a hooper having that tag he's definitely got it he's got the, the mama mentality he doesn't back down from any matchups he's ready to go from start of the, the start of the tip off to double triple quadruple overtime whatever you need from him as long as you've got him out there you know he's giving his all and he's, he's going to do whatever he can to get the win uh and again, and he was vocal. He said he was pissed off. It really bugged him that he, he didn't make it. And I, I think that he, he deserves to be angry and he should be. Uh, because again, when you, as we're going to talk, there's a couple of players on here that there's no way that clay has a worse career than, uh, and he's still got time. Who knows like, you know, where he is right now, or again, what kind of clay we're going to see when he does return the season. Uh, but no, clay, clay is by far and away one of the best offensive talents we've seen. Uh, as far as shooting the rock goes. And uh, again, an instrumental part on the, if not one of the, the, the greatest dynasties we've ever seen in the NBA. Uh, so I, I think it's unfair to, you know, leave him off of this list and then include some of these other guys that we're going to get to uh, that have never even touched the kind of success or uh, the kind of, you know, atmosphere that Clay's played in. Yeah. Okay. So 
good points, Matt, hundred percent. I, I, I hear what you're saying. And to be clear, I, when we did our first ever, uh, big dog ball talk, big dog ball talk, you know, on, we, our name doesn't really roll off the tongue as well. As oh, it does. Big dog ball talk. <laughs> okay. Okay. You say it. Um, but, um, in our first episode, we talked about, uh, like the talent around the league by position. And I said that of all the shooting guards in the league, I'd want clay Thompson like more than James Harden, more than Bradley Beal, more than Devin Booker. So just, to be clear, I love Clay Thompson. Sure. Um, and when I said, you know, give Iggy and Draymond some love, love, not in the sense that they are um, better than Clay, because obviously they're not. Yeah. It's just to me, I think, it, like, I think it's easy to, or easier to be the guy who does go off in game sixes or does kind of, you know, have incredible performances shooting wise in the playoffs and through the regular season when you have someone like Steph Curry uh, on your team and a culture around you that uh, includes Draymond and other guys who really make it so easy for Clay to do what he wants to do. Not mm-hmm. that it, what he's doing, you know, is easy by any means. Uh, Cause he, he is, uh, I would, I would say the second best shooter of all time. I think yeah. he's better than Reggie Miller and Ray Allen, because I think uh, his set shot is one of the greatest I've ever seen. He's the best catch and shoot player I've ever seen. And uh, you know, he has the record right now for most reasons a game with 14. Um, and I think, hundred uh, percent. He's the second best shooter. I just, that what, what I meant about having him on a second team, not that he needs to prove anything to go to a second team or anything like that. It's just hard for me to know how he would do in another system. I think he would still be successful. Mm-hmm. I think he would still be really good, but I would just, I, I would want to see what he would do and what his career would look like and how he would perform if say he didn't have a, a very good point guard to play next to like if he had to do more ball handling if he had yeah. to do more passing more dribbling more attacking the rim i think the only reason and again this isn't his fault the i think the only reason i'm not giving him the top 75 love like as much as you are is that he's literally in the perfect position in sure. Golden State. I, I think he having Steph next to him is so, uh, and, and playing with Draymond, yeah. allows him to play to his strengths at a thousand percent. Like he could not have gone to a better team and have been in a better position to um, maximize what he can do for you. So it like, again, I, I, I can't, he, I, I'm not blaming him for that at all. He, he made the best of that. Yeah. And, He's a champion. He's uh, again, I would take him over any other two guard in the entire league. He's incredible. It's just for me, I would just want to see him in another situation to make that judgment because I think, you know, the, the warriors dynasty uh, had a lot of moving parts to it and a lot of things that made it, uh, you know, do well. And I think from a, the perspective of like importance, I think Draymond is While I wouldn't say he's as important as Clay to that team, I think he's like right, just right under him, because his sort of screening and versatility on defense and the way he passes the ball as a big allows that whole offense to to run. Um, And Steph is the guy at the point of attack that gets that all started, and then Clay is the benefactor of all that work. And you know, Clay uh, contributes to that for sure. He's a hell of a passer himself. I think he's very uh, underrated in that regard. but I, I just, I just am not quite convinced that he would be as successful in other situations. And, sure, and that's, but, that's the only thing. And that's the thing, though, is that we'll never know, really. Yeah, uh, we won't know because I don't think he's going but, anywhere. 
but and, and this that's one of those things that's like that's just playing the what if game and we can play that with any player ever i mean uh you know what if michael jordan never gets scotty pippen does he ever uh you know win a championship uh you know I, I, it's hard true. to say uh yeah no, it's, we, it's true so and, and again i guess that in the end of the day that's even props to you know the warriors management team for you know figuring out what system they were going to run and plugging in and finding the perfect guys to complement that system uh yeah, yeah. And, no and, for sure for sure uh and even then you can say maybe that the warrior system, it fit him really well, but because of that, we really got to see exactly a hundred percent of his capabilities. And it showed us that, you know, he is one of the best offensive players ever. Yeah, um, yeah. But in that, you know, and I know you like clay and uh, you know, I, 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 I obviously I'm saying that I think he should be on there. There are two guys. And they, I, I alluded to one in particular because I really, really think it's almost criminal at this point. Like the more I hear about it, the more I say it to myself. I'm wondering, I'm wondering who you're going to say, cause I'm, I'm list. I am thinking of three different guys. So there's the one guy he's currently playing right now. And I love him. He's one of my, he's one of my favorite players currently in the league, but Damian Lillard, what the yeah. hell is he doing? No, he shouldn't be on this list. He shouldn't be on he's this made list. it to the conference finals once and have and got swept by Clay Thompson and the Warriors. Yeah. And besides, yes, he's hit the, the the buzzer beater threes, which were amazing. Some of the most legendary shots of all time. No one's going to take that away from them. But I mean, one, those shots really didn't matter. Uh, first, <laughs> Your first round, uh, usually. Yeah. Like, great. Yeah, you beat Westbrook. Yeah. So did everyone. Yeah. Um, but so he, he he's hit, he's hit these big shots. But then besides that, he's a rookie of the year. A couple All NBAs, a couple All Stars. Yes, that's all well and good. But what makes Dame better than Clay? Resume to resume, yeah. no comparison. Impact of the game, there's no comparison. So yeah, I, you know, Damian Lillard really hasn't done anything compared to Clay. You put the resume side by side, and Clay's obviously the better player historically. He's the better player. Uh, you know, obviously Dame has maybe better playmaking abilities. He has better, uh, you know, shooting uh, off the dribble. We'll say, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, those crazy fadeaways and stuff, but. I mean, what do you really compare uh, Clay and Dame? Like, uh, in your opinion, where do you think those two stack up against each other? Well, that's what that's what I'm saying uh, in terms of Clay. Like, it's it's just a little bit easier to weigh someone's accolades more heavily when they're the best player on their team. Like, I think uh, resume wise, Dame and Clay. Uh, like, I agree that Clay's better, but I think it's 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 close in a lot of people's minds it's close because you know dame has had to do so much you know carrying the blazers being the best player on that team pretty much since he was drafted by them um he made an impact right away and it's just i think especially you know for for voters it's just easy i i totally agree with i totally agree with you that uh, clay is better than dame and i'd rather have him as a player but it's it's just easier for voters to sort of look at it and say okay dame led his team in this this way and you know clay had better players on his team and uh, that's not that's just not his fault and he that shouldn't be held against him but unfortunately i think it is a little bit um because you're talking about that what if like what if you know clay was on the uh, the Blazers this whole time and had the same sur- uh, supporting cast as Dame did. Like, how would he adjust his game? How would he adjust his game? How would he play? And could he carry them as far as Dame? We'll never know. Uh, and I, I give all the credit to Clay that he could do do that and accept more responsibility and kind of do more things. But w- unfortunately, we'll never know. And that's why I think a guy like Dame gets that shine and that love. But I don't think Dame should be on this list. I think there's tons of guys. Uh, Dwight, uh, Tony yeah. Parker, I would put on the list of top 75 sure. before Dame. Yeah. Um, even Derek Rose, I think there's a case to be made. Well, Derek Rose is an MVP. 
Well, exactly. But I, I do think because of the injuries, unfortunately for D Rose, Dame has had a better career. Um, sure, but, yes. uh, uh, you know, Vince Carter, all, a lot of those guys we mentioned, I'd, I'd put Vince them on Carter the should easily be above Dame, but it's just, it's just, you know, Dame for, for, for as good as he is, uh, he's just not been able to show like he's, he's got a lot of kind of blemishes like that, mm-hmm. that sweep uh, when they had home court against the Pelicans. Yeah. Uh, uh, like a lot of just kind of disappointing playoff exits and he hasn't had, he hasn't had great teams, but he hasn't had like horrible, horrible teams either. He's mm-hmm. had some, some decent support. Um, and again, that's not to take away from Dame. I think Dame's been pretty much the second best point guard in the league for a few yep. years now behind Steph. And uh, it's just, it's just tough. You know, you, when you narrow it, when you've got 75 uh, or in this case, 76 uh, in case, anyone didn't know that there was a, uh, voting tie so there's actually 76 players on the 75th mm-hmm. uh, anniversary team um but it's just hard when you get down to you know nitpicking guys like dame uh, he, I, I think dame's gonna be a hall of famer when it's all said and done but Likely, yeah uh, but i don't think uh at this point in time he deserves to be on this list yeah uh and again as we said if you're gonna put a modern guy like that that still has a lot to prove and a lot left on the table i think a Jokic uh yeah. been a Jokic for go. sure uh, i think like, deserves it more yeah, it's it, it, it's interesting to see. Uh, the other guy I was talking about that uh, a modern player uh, still active right now that you know deserves to be on there, but you know you could definitely argue hasn't done quite enough individually, and that's Anthony Davis. Uh, yeah. Other than winning a championship and a ton of All NBA and All Star appearances, and again, I love Anthony Davis. I think he's a fantastic player. Me too. Uh, but he doesn't have any hardware. He didn't. No. Even, he did. He lost Rookie of the Year to Dame. Uh, he never won the MVP. I think the closest he finished was third one year in voting. Uh, yeah. he's, uh, he's never won defensive player of the year, which to be fair is just, that's tough on him. Like he could have, yeah, he could have won, could have won, won a few times, um, yeah. but I don't see him as uh, you know, uh, as some of the, again, as some of these guys we've rattled off uh, a better complete player at this point, but again, he's still even young. He's not even, uh, I think he's only about 29, maybe 30. I don't think he's 30, but either way, he's would- young enough. He's still got plenty of time to, you know, develop a career. Yeah, but I, I would take Dwight over him for sure. As much as yeah. again, as I said, I, I don't like Dwight at all, and I'm not uh, don't want to make a habit of uh, arguing for him or in favor of him. But uh, I think Dwight uh, for sure uh, should get the nod before Davis because, like, I don't know if Anthony Davis would have made this list if uh, he didn't go and play with LeBron and win a chip in 2020. Yeah. I'm not sure for if sure. he would have made this list. Um, and you know. I, I don't think an Anthony Davis led team uh, without LeBron would have gotten deep in the playoffs as good as I think he is. And Anthony Davis has kind of always been like, he's always been right in my opinion, like right beneath where his potential should put him at. Like he was touted as one of the best prospects. He was the uh, number one overall pick in the draft, you know, rightfully so. Yeah. Um, and right away when he came into the league, he was, he was the kind of young fresh out of college guy that was on the, uh, the redeem team, the 2012, mm-hmm. uh, uh, London Olympics, you know, he was always that kind of that guy that all the older players loved had all the potential in the world had the most, you know, the, the best physical gifts, the best skill as a guy who was a point guard in high school and then grew and to, to six eleven where he is now. And, but he, he's never quite lived up to that hype to me. Like he's not quite, yeah. you know, shattered the, that ceiling and like really been that, top tier guy like those years in new orleans he he didn't take them very far like it's kind of like a dame yeah. situation where just that I, second round year that you were talking about before against the blazers which was just yeah. a perfect matchup for them exactly um and it's kind of like a dame situation where I, i'm not going to hold it too too much against him 
because he didn't have the best supporting cast, but like the great, great players take shitty teams and they yep. take them far. <laughs> like that's just what they do. And um, uh, I, I think kind of similar to Dame, like Dwight should make it over him. I personally would probably put a guy like Tony Parker on over him. Vince Carter, obviously, like mm-hmm. those are my probably my three biggest guys that I would, uh, you know, argue for. Um and uh, and I'm sure you'd make the argument for Clay, and I, I wouldn't yep. be mad about that either. Like, uh, yeah, I think with these modern guys, it's uh, it, it's easier for people like us who have really seen them basically for their whole career to be more mm-hmm. critical of them. Like, sure. like I said before, I'm not going to touch any of the old black and white film guys and like yeah. break down their careers, but these more current guys who are still active and still playing, um, I don't know. I, I, I I'm not I'm not a hundred percent. Uh, down with like what what those decisions that were made uh, specifically dame and um uh, anthony davis and another guy i maybe would have left off uh although i understand why he made it and i think he deserves it but i think it's you know kind of one of the more shaky cases is carmelo um because he although he's one of the best scorers we've ever seen and had a huge impact culturally through the game and had kind of two really big impactful points in his career in denver and then uh, when he went to the Knicks and kind of completely reinvigorated that that city and that franchise, uh, he just hasn't had the team success. Uh, he, he has not been able to. Uh, Jordan, I'm going to stop you right there. That's a bad take. Do you want me to? Do you want me to add this out, man? No, no. <laughs> do you want leave me? It in. Leave what you said. No. Carmelo's got to be man. He's a first. No, okay. I know he's got, he's going to the hall of fame. I get it. I get how important he is, but when is he, where, where has he led a team to? What is he, where, where, what heights has he led a team to? lost to Kobe in the Western conference finals. That was a close series. He got there once. It was a six game series. Yeah. The close series. Six games is close. You wouldn't call six games close. Uh, seven is closer uh yeah it is is, is, that is true you got me there (laughs) like uh i i don't know matt i I just carmelo is an insane scorer but even if you listen to like his past like george carl uh who coached him in denver is active all over twitter saying you know we we were trying to get on carmelo to play defense and actually be a leader and pass the ball and he wouldn't do it yeah i like carmelo a lot okay I, i think he's a legend in the game but he basically is just a scorer. I mean, there's a reason why he took that whole hiatus and no one would even fucking sign him yeah. after he left the next, went to OKC, went through all these different teams um, and then wasn't playing. Like it, it, he doesn't play any defense, especially at this point in his career, really. Yeah. And uh, he, while he can still score, he, he's kind of a one trick pony, to be honest, but For he's sure. incredible. One of the best at doing that ever. One of the best scorers we've ever seen. One of those skilled guys, but he, he was never able to kind of take that next step and, and lead his team deep into the playoffs, uh, except for that one year in Denver. I'll give him credit for that. But even when he was with the Knicks, uh, they got to the second round. They but, lost to the Pacers. They choked that year. It was yeah. uh, Paul, young Paul George. Yeah, I, I definitely understand what you're saying, though. Yeah, he, he, but, he, he deserves he to be on. Okay? I'm, not, I'm not saying he should be off. Uh, I'm not trying to say yeah. it's on the same level as the Damon Davis uh, situations there. He He's, had higher expectations set for him coming in. And I still think yeah. that there's going to be a lot left on the table when it's all said and done. Yeah. yeah. Like who knows, maybe uh, in 25 years, uh, you know, our, our kids will be having their podcast and they'll be saying, uh, Oh, this Carmelo Anthony guy. I just <laughs> don't know. I even don't know. I don't know about him. They want to appreciate just, the trailblazers like we do. Like uh, again, I, 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 it's making it sound like I don't like these guys. Like I like all of these guys. I, I love all these guys we're talking about. Uh, if you're even in the conversation for this list, <laughs> yeah, even in the conversation for this list, you're, you're probably great. But uh, like, 
I, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm just, I, I'm, I'm more critical of Carmelo than, than most people are. And I, I will not apologize for it. I won't. Well, my last guy that I'm going to throw in there uh, that, again, could have been debated because I'm not going to throw any of those old guys in that were on the top 50 list. Yeah. Uh, because, again, they weren't going to be off there anyways. Uh, is uh, and, and I think this might turn a couple of people's heads, but I do actually think I could get some steam on this bandwagon. Ray Allen. Oh, no. Horrible take. Boo, Why, boo, no. Boo, boo. Why, okay, but how, and what, how is Ray Allen better than Clay? Uh. Uh, yeah, he, he's not. He's the exact same player, no, 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 but he's a better shooter, and he won more championships and was more important to his team during it. But I, I would argue that Ray Allen played the exact same role as Clay did when Ray Allen was. I uh, when Ray Allen was that guy for the Celtics uh, when they formed the super team from yeah. 08 basically till 12 or whenever he left and joined the heat, he was the best spot up shooter in the league. He was yep. insanely important to that team. Um, and uh, like, I think, I think people kind of forget now how, how good of a shooter he was. He was the best shooter in the league. Uh, I think he's still the all-time leader. When I was referring to it earlier, I said, uh, you know, Clay's top three. Ray Allen is that other guy that's in the top three. That yeah, for sure. for sure. Like it's Clay, Steph, and Ray, and that's it. Yeah. And everyone else. And Ray had those seasons before uh, he had the stint with the Bucks and then with the Sonics when yep. he was a guy who could do a little bit more. He wasn't just a, a spot up shooter. He could ball handle. He could he could pass it. He could dunk early. He was in a dunk. Oh, yeah. No, he was um, a, he was pretty athletic in his younger days. And that's kind of one of those things that I, I will give him as well. And I was going to get to that point. But again, I think that's one of those situations, you know, who knows what Clay would have done if he was on those Sonics. Well, I know that's what, that's the so what it, kinda, you know, they're very similar guys. So I thought it was weird. They give the nod to Clay. maybe because Clay, again, you know, we were saying before he's got money on the table. He's still, he hasn't cashed his chips in quite yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For his yeah. Career. Um, but again, when I look at those two head to head, I watch them both play uh, and I would take Clay. That's just me, but I'm not, I love Real. a defender for sure. Uh, someone should look up if you haven't seen it, Jordan. Either uh, you should look up the Ray Allen uh, swishing his tongue back and forth tweet uh, for anybody. What? That's an R-rated one, uh, but that's a, an all-timer. Uh, I'm not going to repeat that one even on this podcast. But uh, but no, Ray Allen is an all-time great shooter. All-time Ten-time great. All-Star, Matt. Ten-time oh, All-Star. I know, and, and again, he's uh, he, he's an all-time great. I'm just saying, personally, if you're going to have one of the two, I would put Clay. All right. Well, okay. Uh, I- Good take, uh, not good take. Actually, no, good take. No. you said it. You I, didn't, I, don't know. I, I, I hear what you're saying. I would probably good take. Take, I think, I think. I think. I think. I think Clay's like uh, Ray Allen 2.0 because he's a better defender. But sure. hold on. Hold on. Wait a minute. I want to ask you a question. Do you think Westbrook is on this list if he didn't win that MVP? No, hell no. Maybe. So just it's just the one up. fucking MVP. It's Maybe the one of you can did this. But, and that's the thing. And then it's like that. But that's kind of my whole reason of why I would even consider D Rose for it. It's just for one MVP. Well, yeah, I guess. Uh, and it is hard to leave a guy who is the MVP of the league off this list, but I yeah. just think Westbrook, another guy like the same argument I would make about Carmelo yeah. as much as an important, as important, as important as he's been to the league and as much of a cultural force mm-hmm. uh, as he is and how is as important as he's been way back uh, since he's been in Oklahoma city, he's been uh, one of the most captivating and important players in the league. He just has not shown that he can lead a team. Um, and I think, uh, for a lot of the guys on this list, they have that kind of box checked. Um, but I, I just think Westbrook has had a really hard time convincing me that he's 
100% a winning player at all times. Like I think a lot of the times what he does is take away from his team um, and puts up insane stats, but a lot of players put up uh, great stats um, and uh, any sort of team success he's had, he's not been the best player. And I think he's, he's definitely contributed to winning. He's not a bad player, mm-hmm. but as his career goes on, it just kind of shows uh, to me at least that, I don't know, uh, as much as he has these physical gifts and can score and, um, is one of the most tenacious and you know fearless players we've ever seen. He does a lot to hurt his team. Uh, Even though he won an MVP, he's never been the guy. And that's, I'll stand by that. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah. obviously on that Thunder team, he was the guy. But, I mean, uh, when your next best player is Andre Roberson, uh, I know. Yeah. it's not really uh, an impressive feat. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. You know I'm a Westbrook hater. So, uh, yeah. you know, uh, uh, and, uh, he'll, he'll be an all-time great. He'll make the Hall of Fame. But again, yeah, I, I agree. There's definitely a lot of these guys that we've talked about. That's that. the stats heavy argument that I'm talking about. Like people yeah. really weigh that really heavy. And I, I'd say just, you know, watch him and watch what he does actually for winning. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I think there's many instances where you say if, you know, if it was someone other than Westbrook to who he was paired with, with, you know, the other player who was playing with, like the biggest example is if, uh, the Thunder had traded away Westbrook and kept Harden and Durant together. I think they do win a championship or two. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I think Harden is just so much better suited to play with Durant, better off, uh, uh, sort of off the ball shooter, uh, better distributor. Um, and uh, I don't know, man. Westbrook's a tough one for me. I understand why he's on, just like Carmelo. I- I'm not saying he shouldn't be on, but uh, I don't think he's like a lock like a lot of these other guys. Throw the pie chart away, man, when you're talking about Westbrook. Don't give us yeah. any algorithms, no numbers, no nothing. Just the eyeball no. test, like I said earlier. Just uh, going to brick a three and turn the ball yeah. over in the last two minutes. Yeah. Uh, is there anyone else you want to just throw in quickly before we wrap this one up uh, about some guys that maybe got a little bit of a nod they shouldn't have? That's pretty much it for me. The only two other players that I had written down, and again, there's not as I have a problem with making lists, but I think they're kind of on the outskirts, uh, Gary Payton and Reggie Miller. Reggie Miller is uh, – I think an all-time, you know, in my mind, an all-time great. But if you look at his scoring numbers, he was never really at the level of the other stars in the league. He was always kind of one tier below that. Um, and I think he actually took his team and contributed to winning more than some of those high-scoring guys. So I think that he deserves to be on this list. But he's, he's I think what people kind of put him in a category that he doesn't quite belong in. That's not to take away from what he's done, but like, I think people kind of historically rate him higher than, than what he actually is. Mm -hmm. And uh, Gary Payton uh, was a good player, but he wasn't good for very long. And he kind of, you know, he he was one of the best defenders we've ever seen at the point guard position. Uh, Great lockdown guy. He took, went to the finals with the Sonics uh, in the nineties, but uh, really wasn't, didn't have the longevity of the other great point guards in the league and wasn't that good of an offensive player. So uh i actually i lied but uh just to wrap it up before i close uh close this out with uh my pal jordan right here uh i'm gonna slander one guy a little bit an old guy so please don't uh, oh come don't on me here uh but dave dave, Bing, Bing? dave Bing, only three <laughs> all nba appearances 100 100 100 100 nba players have more all nba appearances than him <laughs> i understand why he's on there i'm not mad about it i'm just saying he's not uh he, he he's let's just say he he got he got in at the right time <laughs> yeah uh you know i agree he did have 20 Hater. points though. no pointed at jordan he said it left <laughs> point the finger at jordan yeah. jordan hates dave bing that's a great no. name maybe he got in for the name but yeah no I, i'm telling you i'm not slandering those old guys i'm not gonna do it i'm not gonna do yeah. it uh you did it man you did it. it's just like a 
uh, that, that vine trend. I'm not going to do it. Oh, <laughs> uh, but everyone, thank you so much for listening to uh, us debate review and just let uh, us know, answer. let us know who yeah. you, let us know who you agree with, who you disagree with uh, any at, other snubs we left out. Yep. At big dog ball talk on all forms of social media. You could, yeah, we got Twitter, Twitter, we got TikTok, we got, uh, we got Facebook, we got everything, everything you could ever want. Uh, yeah. but yeah, another, uh, another great episode, Jordan. Uh, and, uh, you know, it, we're, we're going to be pumping out even more of these, uh, as much as, uh, we'd like to, uh, as we go along uh, with the podcast, uh, you know, Wednesdays are going to be the day. So, uh, always keep your eyes peeled because maybe eventually we're just going to start dropping these, uh, without even giving you guys a heads up. We gave you a heads up about this one. We're not always going to yeah, be so gracious. No, so, no. Uh, show but they'll always be on the Wednesday. The, the bonuses will be on the Wednesday. Yeah. So look for us midweek sometimes too. Yeah. yeah. And we'll, uh, we'll always be there for your Monday and Friday fixes. So, uh, look for that. Uh, the Halloween think- episode on Friday, baby. Yep, here we go. Uh, and we're going to close the, the show out. So thank you again, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, send us your feedback for the NBA Top 75 team. And uh, as my friend Jordan always says. This is fitting for this podcast, Matt. Respect your elders. And, and for you, that includes me. Uh, no, I... Why, give me the respect. There's right no world, no place, no era, no timeline, no anything that I would ever show any respect to you, Jordan. I've dominated you in every I'll aspect wait. of I'll life as a, as a man, as a son, as a lover. You're not, I would never show any respect to you. You would have to cut off all my legs and my arms so my name would really reflect oh, who I am. I would let you become a doormat. I'd never let you walk around on me. I would never show respect to you. You're not my drill sergeant. You're not my father. You're not God. I don't respect you. Yeah, well, you would say that. It just shows how insecure you are. Uh, uh, when you rattle off stuff like that, it's just it shows your age. And um, but one day you'll get there, maybe not. But you have to take my advice. Usually you're pretty good about taking my advice, but uh, really you're not gonna you're not gonna show your respect to me, Matt. You got one more chance. No, I like you. Do this. I don't.